0: i <laughs>
1: and welcome to a brand new episode of mystic and the machine i hope you liked our
0: little uh, intro there
1: yeah, our friend made it for us
0: courtesy <laughs> of uh, my best bud jack yeah he uh yeah made that intro for us with all of his wizard skills on <laughs> his various softwares that he's been learning and stuff recently and he's super appreciated so thanks bro
1: the operation is getting slightly uh slightly more professional as things go along um but sorry for also our absence as well. I've been really sick in case you can't hear it in my voice. and um,
0: Almost there. Almost fully recovered. Yeah, not quite. Not
1: quite. Um, I'm still probably going to cough quite a bit during this stream. <laughs> um, but I guess it's just what happens in the springtime. Like Everyone just gets fucking sick and like gross. <laughs> everyone gets
0: like mildly ill, but then also the sun is out in England, so they're just like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, it's been And like then it gets spread.
1: <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> It's been like weirdly sunny <coughs> lately and we've been going to like a lot of parks and like... But it, it, I don't know, it doesn't get properly hot here till like...
0: Oh, we got a couple of know, months yeah, for that, yet yeah, until yeah. the two weeks of sunshine.
1: Well, that, last year was pretty intense, dude.
0: Last year was intensely had, like, Sahara, scolding.
1: Yeah, like Sahara desert levels of hotness here. And it was lasted for like three months. Like it was really... It was almost not fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at, at parts, it was almost not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once I had to, I think... Um, I don't know, we're doing a lot, it's still at the time we're doing a lot of Zoom calls and shit, I guess. And, um, is this COVID? Yeah, I think it was still COVID times. Last summer was still COVID times. summer before it is a blur like that i feel like this is like definitely a a A psycho psycho psychological like happening since uh covid is
1: like
0: not maybe maybe (laughs) maybe with all of those crazy rituals and stuff i
1: was having this debate with people in the discord earlier um my, yeah, I have a feeling that it's uh, it's CERN related.
0: <laughs> Time passed slower before the particle accelerator.
1: Some It's something, some quantum thing fucked up and now we're just like, it's like accelerating.
0: Like Time is actually moving faster. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, or, I, or maybe we're just getting older and like... No, I feel like just the intense, like it's
0: kind it. of intense mental period and like being actually sort of shut in and not really knowing... If you can go outside or not or how safe that really is and all those sorts of things just like has smushed all of the time since essentially the end of 2019 until tomorrow when I wake up like all <laughs> t- all together so like it really doesn't like it could have been at any point I don't but wanna... anyway what was I saying one of these calls I had yeah I it was I was sweating buckets <laughs> yeah. so it was in our fucking flat and there's no
1: well, our old flat in Highgate
0: Yeah, and there's no fucking AC. And we lived near a main road, so you had the choice of noise or, um, you know, heat. And even when you had the noise, it didn't really help that much with the heat, so it was always uh, a better trade-off to just leave the window shut. Um, And and then, uh, you know, we're all on the call. Like, oh, you know, I haven't seen all of your faces for a while. Why don't we all turn our cameras on today? (laughs) And I was like... In a fucking kimono with no t-shirt on (laughs) underneath or anything, because like like, hairy chest, like yeah, literally just my hairy chest, like my hair and my foot, and in a full like fucking kimono that has like a tiger on it, (laughs) and um, everyone had made comments about my dress attire, and I was sort of like, well, I wasn't really expecting to turn the camera on, and there is no air conditioning in the UK, and it is a heat wave, so. What do you expect? But they're all American. So they didn't really. There was only one other English person that lived in America that was sort of like, yeah, I understand, bro. But <laughs> everyone else was like, what the fuck you on about, mate? Just about like, you? put the AC on you, Muppet. And it's just <laughs> like, well, you've never <laughs> left California where everywhere has fucking air conditioning. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> well, either way, I, for one, I'm looking forward to the summer this year. British people complain too much. If it's cold, we complain. If it's hot, we fucking complain. That's true. I like to
0: just, like, make the most of it yeah. whenever you can and sort of go, try and get out and do do what you want to do. And
1: also because we've been... our The last few summers have been marred by COVID. This is, like, the first summer that people are going to really fully have, like, for a while without mm. having to worry about... Taking a PCR test and like swabbing your asshole before getting on the train <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Oh, you still
0: have to do that. Do you still have to do that?
1: Well, you still have, uh, I didn't have to uh, do
0: you did not have, have to swab your asshole, but they they will still want to just to check <laughs> just that to there's check, like nothing <laughs> dodgy going on.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it made travel sucky, and it like also also prevented some people from even being able to travel and stuff. So this summer, I feel like it's gonna be people are going to be wanting to do a lot of stuff Mm. unless like world war three kicks off or whatever it's not going to stop that Dionysian like energy from rising like i feel it in my bones like as soon as spring came around i just felt this extra burst of like energy and i'm like yes i want to do everything and like go everywhere I feel
0: like there's going to be a lot more fires due to sort of like ramshackle barbecues because no, <laughs> no, because like everyone's got fuck all money from like cost of living crisis yeah, and everything, yeah. so everyone's so going to be, tra- gonna be doing like trying hobo, their best. Hobo but hobo then, barbecues on the side. yeah, but then like inevitably there'll be like <laughs> some that get out of control and just sort of like escalate <clears throat> heavily.
1: I'm also looking forward to music and festival season. Yeah, even though I've become incredibly jaded and bitter about music and festivals as i've gotten older
0: i kind um, of want to go back to download dude not gonna lie you're too old. I'm, I'm not too old you're, too you're never too old. old to fucking rock and dude, roll
1: at fucking you're almost 30 now Look,
0: jack black rocks and rolls and he <laughs> fucking is in like the the top 100 or whatever singing as bowser
1: but don't you feel too old like can you go and sit in a tent and like shit in a hole for a well, weekend
0: Look, I, I think can't may- do that may- maybe
1: maybe um, like that part of my life I feel like is like
0: maybe there's like, you know, a package you can get where you're like in a camper van or something like that that's kind of parked up in like a more kind of a nice kind of that's the thing, thing is park. you
1: pay through your fucking nose and that's part of the reason why I've become so jaded about festival culture. I would rather go to like a free rave in a warehouse. Where I can take as much drugs as I want. No there's not no like regulations, no safety bullshit. And also it's just like people there vibing and having a good time. It's not like people like trying to pose for Instagram and like I guess. That's not I I really hate like the big ticketed festivals food is so fucking expensive if you're staying there usually the facilities are terrible i just find you it's don't quite you get a great view of the stage unless you are like paying through the fucking nose no it's
0: not true you can get uh, you can go up closer for like, the something stage like something like coachella
1: stuff. like that's cuz coachella just happened and that was one of the things people were complaining about that it was like the hunger games where there were like zones for like
0: yeah because that's the way they've chosen to make the crowd divide but like, i don't want to i don't want to like, go to something like can, that i don't you, I wanna go you to have a good time and listen to some if you were like music, if like. you're like vip or industry or whatever then you can get backstage but this it doesn't get you like to the front of the main stage or anything mm. like but there's it gets no
1: because coachella is like a week it's a weekend i believe and there's like accommodation The more money you pay, the more the better accommodation you have access to, the better food you have access to, all of this stuff.
0: I didn't um, poo for five days (laughs) (laughs) when (laughs) when I last went to download. that's what I was saying. If <laughs> because I were like I was, I was obviously like a, a poor, like you know, fucking nineteen-year-old or whatever, what fuck at the we're time. Too old. I'm not doing and shit like, like,
1: like that. Like nearly thirty. The like, l- no. the
0: luxury toilets no. were too expensive, and <laughs> the normal toilets were fucking wrecked. They were absolutely destroyed by like halfway of the first day. Yeah. So like they were, and it was, they just never really got. I mean, they were probably Sounds cleaned, but like once a day or however many. Mi- I'm sure people clean them, but like every time I went there, they were such a train wreck that I was just like instantly, like all the poo just went back up inside <laughs> me. I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. I'm here. absolutely fine with just not oh pooing and then taking a huge dump when I get home.
1: What was the most recent one we went to? It
0: was. But speaking of Coachella, my favorite fucking Coachella moment, I don't think there's going to be a better one for like my lifetime probably, is going to be those like um, American rave chicks that were there a couple of years ago when Aphex Twin headlined. And there's there's like this amazing sample of someone got from like an interview of them going, oh my God, we just went to go see the Aphex Twins. (laughs) They kind of like Diplo, but like way weirder or some shit like that. And then like, obviously, all of the fucking Aphex Twin, like fanboys and like people that like like make music like Aphex Twin (laughs) took that sample and like went to town with it. And it was just fucking genius. It was was like a really good moment. That's my favorite Coachella moment. This year,
1: there's already been controversy. All the like gay Zoomers are upset about Frank Ocean's lackluster performance. But the gay zoomers, Frank Ocean. Yeah, the gay zoomers are always upset about something on Twitter. Do I like Frank Ocean? Him. Am I just m- rem-
0: misremembering mis- Frank Frank Ocean? I
1: think, I think that I, I I liked his first album. I was never like that passionate about him. Was he but part? People who are passionate about him are like really fucking passionate about him.
0: Was he part of the Wolf Gang?
1: Yeah, he or he was like affiliated with o- Odd Future in some form or fashion, if I remember correctly.
0: But what he did—the singing bits.
1: I don't think I don't think, I don't think so he weird. I
0: don't think he really was I think he was just buds with all those guys I don't Quite think possibly, he yeah. I don't think he was actually he, in uh... he was
1: one of the primary headlines um this year at Coachella and he his performance I I've only seen clips of it from what I see because I don't know what his live performances are supposed to be like mm-hmm. so from what I see it just seemed like a normal kind of mid performance but they're like freaking out and like apparently he was like an hour late and uh there wasn't that much production value put into what he did and he was Mm -hmm. like lip-syncing for most of it so the fans are the people who spent six hours camping and like shitting in buckets to be able to be at the front of the stage are now like really irate and like some people are saying his career is going to be over and like
0: oh i doubt it
1: all this crazy shit like (laughs) it's like
0: a few hundred privileged fuckheads at coachella so like but maybe though maybe they're very influential because they would they would be buds with people that would be writing in influential magazines like and whatever so else. Quite afford to go to Coachella. So.
1: Is it's like really rich people, and then also like the crazy stands who will like save their life, save spend their life savings on like the ticket and like camp and stuff, and like basically be in squalor for the fucking four days of the festival or however long it takes. It's like, why would you want to go somewhere and be in squalor for that long? Like there's no one that I'm that much of a fan of. No, I think if you like,
0: I think I would have, the only time I really would have liked to have gone would have been to see uh, Daft Punk's Pyramid of Lights yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. Coachella. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that was a very special performance, Definitely. and there's probably like a few other ones that there, I'm, there I'm are, blanking are, on. I'm, I mean,
1: now I mean, there's no one who I'm a fan of currently that I would. Well, be. yeah, like since Aphex Twin yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Do you know? But like, and I think hell, even I would, I would, I would fucking camp out. Like and even, do all uh,
0: stuff to be for honest, sure. yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would much, no, I wouldn't like the Aphex Twin set at Coachella because you'd be surrounded by all of those chicks that I just quoted at the start of that. And that yeah. would just endlessly fucking piss me off. I no, don't no, like I would have there would have to be some serious It's
1: like itching to mansplain. They're, they're, He's like itching to mansplain to like the weird like hot chick in the corner. Like, <laughs> diplo. What? <laughs> oh my
0: God. No, but like I would um no, I just I yeah, that energy <laughs> wouldn't um <laughs> I wouldn't be a fan I of I probably shouldn't be
1: smoking if I'm like coughing yeah. like this sorry no, none for you sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was saying no I don't like I don't really like I the don't...
0: energy of the of the of the warehouse project in Manchester was pretty perfect yeah. like the yeah. whole aesthetic the vibe all the people that were there yeah, were we massive fucking see... Aphex Twin fans yeah. like proper like that we've seen him twice sound, now
1: like, I was still disappointed at his set though
0: because he didn't play much of his own music. But, yeah, that yeah. was
1: what annoyed me. Like, he did a couple of, like, intre- there was some interesting, like, jungle parts of it. Some cool bleep bloops. But I was upset that I didn't get to hear, like, either a DJ set was that was, like, his stuff. Or, like, some of his actual, like, classical st- classic stuff. Which, like, kind of pissed me off a little bit. But it was still fun. But, like, in the past, yeah, there are lots of people who I would suffer for and see. But, I mean, the, the um, talent today seems so fucking manufactured and inauthentic. I feel like the reason why those festivals in the past had that kind of energy is because a lot of the bands that would play had like they started in like local grassroots um stuff like like Nirvana for instance, like the grunge scene. They ha- they actually had fan bases from their hometowns mm-hmm. that were super activated, super passionate and would follow them everywhere. And then that would spread and that would spread until it reached this sort of like mm-hmm national level and that's why there's like so much energy at these gigs whereas it seems like there are all these like industry plants Mm -hmm. or people who made music decades ago which is basically what coachella was like people who were famous like so you had like bjork whose performance was really good by the way and then damon albin as well like he i was actually really happy to see him there because obviously it's like a much younger crowd nowadays but you just see how the gorillas is still catching the younger crowd. It's mm-hmm. so timeless. And so like, almost it's just uni- great music. Yeah. Like great music yeah. is always timeless. Yeah. That's the
0: kind of a uh, thing that gets lost. I think is yeah. that sort of um, like it, people can weigh up like, Oh, is great music kind of still as, mu- as much great music being made now as it was back then. And I think I saw someone post like the slate lineup of when the year nevermind came out and you had like, monumental albums from like not even just grunge but also like pop albums and all sorts of stuff within the same like 12 months basically and you sort of like trying to think of a time period that really echoes something as close to that yeah it's just like no like no we haven't had that in the 2000s like maybe especially not in the 2010s yeah like maybe in early 2000s there were certainly like periods where there were like Bigger things were they sort of as highly remembered as stuff like Nevermind, like where it's kind of like legendary, (laughs) legendary status almost. Yeah, but then is that also wrapped up in Kurt Cobain's death and other stuff like that and everything? It's kind of.
1: I was watching this really interesting clip today that was going around of him. He was in some interview and they were telling him about like ticket prices. And the host of the show was talking about how Madonna charges like 60 to $50 mm-hmm. for a ticket. And this was like obviously back in the 90s. And obviously mm-hmm. his, his reaction was like shocked. Like, holy shit. Like, how could somebody charge so much for like a ticket? Yeah. And he was talking about how Nirvana tickets were going for like a- at maximum $25. And I'm like, if only you knew, Kirk, how fucking bad it would get. Um, yeah.
0: Well, that was kind of, that was uh, before probably Ticketmaster and everything like that. Well, it was because it was before the internet and stuff. So you'd have to go to a box office for a venue yeah. and buy the tickets for the show you wanted to yeah. go to. I even remember doing that, that for a as couple the of music shows. Artists,
1: if you can't, if you're like normal fans can't afford to go. The only people can, that can afford to go like influences and like fucking like rich people and all this stuff not like actual fans of your music it's like the anthony fantanofication of like yeah music culture basically like i have um, it sucks it's like really not
0: but you you find you find it when like you're i don't know it's still kind of that fandom thing i think like the only gig i've been to sort of post covid where it really did have that sense of like everyone's here because they're just pure fans of this music was this little Acid fucking house thingy in Soho I went to. But that was a, a producer I followed since I like worked in Oxford before I moved to London and stuff. Yeah. Because he did Acid House even then. Yeah, it's, and was an amazing uh, post-human. Oh, okay. Uh, he does Balkan vinyl and I Love Acid as uh, labels. And I think um, someone I worked with was on a compilation of Balkan... Uh, vinyl like um yeah 10 years ago or whatever wow. <laughs> <laughs> but they were he was called the manacles of acid <laughs> but uh that was a, a, like a really cool album it also had plaid and like a, a couple of other like heavy hitter sort of idm guys yeah. and so um yeah i like listened to that album on repeat for ages but it's just like some weird obscure like bandcamp album and he's yeah. kind of still that kind of, like bandcamp. Kind of level of success. He's still able to get a, a, an American tour and stuff. He's like, oh, at, wow. he's at the top end of that, but top certainly not sort of like to the point you'd be like F- he's fucking mega successful if you yeah, know what I mean yeah. but also the, that, that genre of music is a, a super niche I guess yeah as- so no one's
1: like, a, a, like Acid House isn't going to be a, a you're, prob- you're
0: probably like, as you know. successful as you possibly could be within that niche and <laughs> yeah. what you're doing if I'm compl- if yeah, I'm yeah, giving yeah. him complete fairness and yeah, beans yeah. but like it's still it's still within that band camp kind of realm of yeah. stuff do you know what I mean it's not you can like you see uh, how much
1: of a sweater Jake is look at the oh. t-shirt he's wearing right now with the Apex twins
0: yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- this was uh this was from Field Day actually. Yeah,
1: when we went and yeah. saw him play there, we saw like a lot. We saw that was that was good. I prefer day festivals because you can get drunk and stuff and then sort of stumble home. But then there was a terrorist attack yeah on the way out which was
0: pretty intense
1: (laughs) yeah that was that kind of ruined the experience a little bit
0: that was very intense and i was way too high to deal with that and like and the the security for drugs and stuff was it was too much outrageous
1: it was too much like why the fuck can't like 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 literally you, like dogs. I was
0: really lucky that I found some friendly Welsh chaps in the middle of Apex Twin to but like sort me out yeah. with a couple of dabs of Mandy. But they probably
1: um, had to smuggle it like up their assholes, which is a thing.
0: Fuck knows, dude. But I you couldn't were like, I couldn't smell butthole, any of that.
1: You'll take butthole Mandy. At I couldn't an smell Apex, any of that. <laughs> an I think place. I was
0: able to buy some weed when I was in there as well. Yeah, yeah, you did. You but did, it was just did. sort of like ah, oh, this is so fucking annoying. Yeah. Like I have a bunch of weed at home and I just like can't bring it here because it will all get there's a chance it will just all, all get, get taken, taken from me yeah. like this is so fucking yeah. annoying
1: i i my um, outfit also got photographed by a nylon magazine oh
0: it did it was literally a mighty boosh moment it for was, you
1: it was i was because i was like when i was getting dressed and i was taking lots of time and jake was like why are you like putting all this out effort into your outfit it's like sunny you're gonna sweat it all off and I was like, because I, I want to like, get photographed for some fashion thing. And, and then it happened and I was like really happy about it. It was a peak life moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, um, hang on. Let me, let me touch the old button on the camera and then we'll have a look at this funny little clip that I found of Damon Alban and his creative genius.
1: Yes, yeah. We were going to be doing some major Damon Albans standing uh, while this episode continues. He used to live in the area that we lived in. And I would like try to spot him every weekend, but like never never happened for
0: me. Okay, one, we're gonna try day, this. One day. Well, hey, well hey, it's working. It's working. It's working. Literally. And uh, every time it's work. actually doing it, and everything looks like it should be coming through. Okay. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, so here we go. So this is uh the genius of Damon Albarn and the way he made uh Clint Eastwood. Finally, <laughs> finally, finally yeah. It just came like that.
1: That's it. That's the preset. It's the Rock 1 preset. (laughs) 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 Is that an Omnichord?
0: That is an Omnichord.
1: Wholesale.
0: That's it. Wholesale. (laughs) Wholesale.
1: (laughs) Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Literally just a preset on an Omnichord.
0: Yep. Wow. So and then I mean to to give wow. to give to give him credit, it's then obviously been multi-sampled and all sorts of other stuff to sort of produce it, but obviously the whole demo essentially, like the Michael Jackson demo of Clint Eastwood <laughs> is the rock one preset on yeah. Omnicord and stuff. Yeah. And sort of I think like I don't know, even like uh, when Apple Loops became a thing, a lot of people were very sort of like critical of this idea that everyone would have access instantly to the same sort of sample library essentially Mm. um but then Kanye West used loads of them in like (laughs) his second or third album and stuff so it's sort of this idea that like all of your um you know main driver of creativity has to come from like a wholly original idea like yeah this is the it's kind of the modern age baby it's not 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 how it works anymore <laughs> and like even something as cheeky as that i think is pretty genius
1: but i think that that's part of the reason why they've continued like the gorillas is, is is so iconic and timeless is because they've always been so forward thinking with their musical palette and like their aesthetics as well it's always been futuristic and like i feel like that's the reason why even now like zoomers are getting like kids are getting into them i think it's just going to always be that way like yeah i think it's always going to be popular because it's just like kind of made to be contemporary but then
0: also it's sort of just about feeling it as well right because i would argue that damon Auburn, a first gorillas album up to then even uh up to including um what's it plastic beach Mm kind of uh flawless albums like yeah, they're yeah, like you know yeah. it's kind Plastic of you know the perfect
1: album but
0: all, all of them yeah. Deep demon days flawless yeah, fucking yeah, album yeah. But first Plastic album like a
1: flawless, flawless album. I wouldn't album, say
0: so. it's completely flawless. There are some tracks on there which are kind of weird. What? still what tracks? The, in the first album, there are... It's like 20 tracks which, long. Wait, which
1: album are you talking the full about?
0: Album, the first album. Oh, the
1: first album. There's okay, like 20 tracks
0: long. There's a couple of tracks in there that are obviously B-sides or whatever, but it's still a fucking great album nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. But then I would say that as he like reached the pinnacle of the sort of collaboration format with plastic beach then kept pushing that further and doing other things did that album on an ipad because f- why not yeah <laughs> kind of as a thing yeah, and yeah. it's sort of like you know it, it, i would say gorillas has definitely decreased in quality
1: for, oh don't say that you know
0: album on album no and then a the humans tour that we saw humans the album
1: yeah i love that album good album flawless album not flawless album but it had bops good on
0: album it. It had, had some al- bops, yeah, on, had some had bops some on it had some singles on there yeah. as an album was it the strongest album no no album after that but
1: i think that plastic beach was probably like the pinnacle of like vision and you know and the fact that there's still bops after that i think is a good thing because <laughs> yeah. i'm not like I, every time i check to see what's new there's always something i find that i really love and yeah. that's great yeah and like yeah, more power to him. And it was great. I think his performance—it's just—it's just, it's just well that that,
0: really that ability to string together what you what so many people would unanimously go yeah, flawless album yeah like that is a period of time yeah. for people yeah and it's no longer that period of time you're saying Damon it's like Auburn.
1: the Tar- tarantino thing where he's like a yeah man and maybe like yeah or, may-
0: or no no, may- no maybe maybe it's just like you do something new you try something else you form a new band you do something else like do you know what i mean hmm. you fit you figure a new stick out but like you had that golden era simpsons run and it's <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's current era Simpsons now, but, but, but it's it's definitely not golden era. Oh bless him. Um, Leave him alone. Why yeah. do you have
1: to be such a fucking negative nut? I
0: don't, me? it's just because I'm a I'm a fucking music um person. I almost <laughs> said a bad word, but I won't say you bad words.
1: Um anyway, uh what was the other thing we were gonna talk about? Oh yeah, uh the Cleopatra. Controversy Netflix is, um, yeah.
0: So explain this just to me. Got I've rid been of our
1: Netflix actually because we don't use it. The only person who uses it is my mom, yeah, who's like on ours for some reason. She uses it in Nigeria, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and, like, I
0: don't even know what they have in Netflix in Nigeria, probably like all the Bollywood stuff, Hollywood, yeah. All the Nollywood, Nollywood stuff, yeah.
1: A lot of Nollywood movies, a lot of really terrible, <laughs> a lot of terrible Nollywood films, but yeah, um. Well, yeah, we um, so Netflix's Cleopatra thing. Uh, they cast a black woman to play Cleopatra in uh, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pickett Smith. She's like done this the whole documentary series that's supposed to be about black queens. Mm-hmm. But ironically, the first queen that she chose to feature was a Greek queen from a Greek dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, of of course. Uh, controversy has ensued <laughs> is it just
0: kind of that blind like we was egyptians we was Kangs the thing kind of in
1: african-american uh... culture that i've always found perplexing as an african whenever they talk about africa and like honoring the ancestors and this and that it's always focused on this like hotep ancient egypt thing mm-hmm. there's no real reverence for any cultures kingdoms uh any sort of civilization in actual sub-saharan africa like, when you meet these people, they're, they're never revering any sub... Like, it's it's sort of become more common now. Like, there are some African Americans who are really into the Yoruba religion, for instance. Mm. Or who feel quite close and connect- closely connected to West African culture. And that's sort of slowly become popularized. Mainly because of people like Beyonce, who have, like, made very strong allusions to certain elements of yoruba culture and art and spirituality Mm -hmm. so you now have some african americans who are starting to kind of get interested in it but for the most part especially since like the 70s and the 60s that aesthetic was so heavily pushed that like hotep and i think it's because there's a lot of ignorance about sub-saharan africa with african americans a lot of shame and a lot of fear Mm -hmm. so when they think africa and they think high civilizations
0: immediately egypt Egypt, yeah yeah and it's
1: not as if there weren't like black egyptian dynasties like Mm -hmm. there were nubian egyptian kings and and pharaohs but that wasn't the case for the whole
0: whole period of like what's considered ancient Ancient egyptian Egyptian civilization
1: civilization so like
0: which is a really long time as well which people don't really sort of uh, put into perspective a lot of the time yeah it was Um, like a really long time
1: a really one of the longest civilizations ever and there was all kinds of like Of return, and that the North Africa is incredibly diverse as well in terms of ethnicity and ethnic background. Like, we went to Morocco, Mm -hmm. and you saw, like, the it was the first place in the world I went to where the people looked like me, yeah, that that blarab (laughs) mixed, yeah, it was like holy shit. And like, lots of people thought that I was, and they were trying to speak to me in like, yeah, Moroccan, and I was like, I'm not like Moroccan or whatever. And when I would tell them that I was Nigerian, they wouldn't believe me. But it's because I'm mixed with Arabs, so mm-hmm. I, there are lots of people in Africa that have that like, weird mix, and I'm pretty sure that that's probably what was going on in ancient Egypt as well, like mixture. Well, no. I'd just... been
0: in Africa for a week and a half before, so <laughs> I was pretty brown, so I was coming through, and they're yeah, like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like from here as well." I was just like, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, no. they
1: thought that you were an Arab. <laughs> it's just not how it goes. Yeah. It was through but the, yeah, you see well, all kinds of people. Um, in North Africa from all kinds of then I'm pretty sure that's the sort of thing that was going on in ancient Egypt. But like, yeah, there's this there's a it's there's a void in like the African American psyche in terms of like knowledge and like acceptance of self. Mm. And a lot of it obviously has been caused by slavery and but it's but it's now now people from that demographic have gotten into positions of power and privilege in Hollywood. Mm. And because America is so hegemonic they are the image, the global image of black people. So when they do dumb shit like this, it actually does like serious damage. Like I was watching this thing from this Greek guy Mm -hmm. who was like saying stuff like, why is it that black people don't have heroes and role models of their own? Mm -hmm. And he's this kind of guy from like a remote village in Greece who's probably never met a black person in his life. And this is the impression Mm -hmm. that he now has of, of black people. Yeah. And that's so fucking sad. Like it's not broadcasting self-love or self-acceptance is broadcasting to the world that you like hate yourself and that you have no knowledge no pride
0: um and you need to impose kind of your own like yeah. stuff into other kind of people's yeah culture and legends and history
1: yeah pretty much yeah. and <laughs> it's like it's, it's an undercurrent i remember it's been an undercurrent for a while in like more schizo elements of like african-american culture like remember that louis thoreau documentary where he went to visit the black Hebrew Israelites in... November. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, they were, like, saying that Shakespeare was black.
0: Yeah, and King Henry VIII was black. King
1: Henry Eighth was, was black. That was
0: my favorite. Oh, and en- Elron R- Hubbard was black.
1: Hubbard <laughs> yeah, was black. I love that. Um, all kinds of stuff. Especially
0: when you see the pictures of Elron Hubbard. <laughs> it's just, like, imagining him as a black guy. is just, like, the funniest thing ever.
1: It's just kind of... It's, like, really crazy. Um, and it's sad. And it, it also puts the impression that Africans also don't know our history we do we are quite well versed in our history like proud of it and like we know who we are mm-hmm. and there's a ton of stories that we would be one want- we we'd be willing to tell but unfortunately african americans are the ones who have like the cultural hegemony right now so mm-hmm. their view of africa is what gets put out and yeah. it's like this cheesy like wakanda well, yeah
0: say so wakanda is exactly it isn't it
1: but the dark thing is because american culture is so hegemonic africans on the continent Attempt to copy and mirror that like African American distortion of Africanness, yeah. and it, there used to be this really interesting influence going on in the diaspora. You had artists like Fela Kuti who mm-hmm. went to America, learned about racial consciousness there, mm-hmm. and brought it back to Africa through his music. Like, there was mm-hmm. this weird kind of diaspora crossover, but now it's like all perverted by like the weird global, like American culture thing
0: yeah machine yeah it's all kind of like a form of afrobeat that could have been made in nigeria jamaica like any, any kind of uh black, Togo, black any, yeah. nation essentially
1: there's no uniqueness to the character of the music no. that's coming out it, of it all
0: has the same kind of like drum rhythm and it all has the same like auto-tuned vocals on it yeah and the same kind of boom boom like yeah. uh bass line behind it and it's um, fucking cringe. I
1: mean, when we, we the last time we were in Lagos, we went to visit the Fela Kuti Museum, um, which was a really profound and almost like spiritual like experience.
0: And but he, also he, very sad as well. Yeah, sad because yeah. like it was kind of dusty and out of the way. And like anyone else, like I would be like, oh, I'm really excited to go to the Fela Kuti Museum. Just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and you're like, all right. I mean, isn't he like kind of like a I mean, yeah. I, and I get like oh Either it's kind of like going to Abbey Road and be like yeah I understand yeah, that kind of
1: London was like, Oh, let's to, go oh no, if someone was
0: like I'm excited to go to Abbey Road well, and do producer, the crosswalk I'd like, also be like yeah I get that I mean so many it's legendary albums producer. have been there
1: if someone said that to me I'd be like Good for you, buddy. Like and not only
0: that, but like that, uh, I would say that Fela Kuti's kind of Afrobeat more than like, um, what's it like, a sunnier day kind of thing, is what then became the more dancey version or led to the more dancey version of what is Afrobeat now. Yeah, yeah. So the fact there's not even any kind of reverence to kind of honor that there is into in certain, the, there you is know.
1: like there there are certain like lyrics within modern afrobeat yeah lyrics are
0: within but like, not like actually lifted out not people Fela. that like
1: they, they they you know they pay homage to him not in, people in that ways. not
0: people that uh you know i don't know maybe we need to go there for celebration for the for the, festival. For the Ma- festival maybe maybe everyone everyone turns out for that and and honors him for that and we yeah. just weren't there at the time but even then i think Everyone's the reason doing why
1: that. it was sad when we visited the museum is because like he would be turning in his grave and his grave is there it's like in this pyramid
0: yeah yeah there's like um, ma- mausoleum thing yeah
1: and like yeah he'd be turning in his grave now if he saw like what globalization has done to african music yeah and the thing is it's now becoming popular in america because beyonce obviously went to nigeria afro beats like the new sort of genre anytime anything gets to america no offense to our american audience Um, It kind of (laughs) gets like when electronic dance music, well, when the whole EDM thing, when it went to America, it kind of died. And you got Skrillex. Yeah, when you got Skrillex, it was kind of like. I
0: mean, first album of Skrillex was all right.
1: Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that to me. I feel like dubstep. You're going to get a swirly. Hey,
0: controversial take. I feel like dubstep was one of the last um, actual electronic genres to have had a scene around it a proper scene Mm. like a new genre yeah but it was not like a garage revival like has kind of been the last like few years and other sort of things like the bass music which is just garage fucking music yeah and like other stuff that is a revival but like a new genre of new kinds of conventions and sounds and all sorts of stuff that had an actual scene around it (coughs) fucking dubstep definitely did
1: but it was kind of a lame scene. Though. Yeah, but uh, hey, you can't deny scene. you can't deny that it, it fucking very very cringy scene. You
0: can't deny that it existed. It did, <laughs> exist. <laughs> like it
1: existed, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was like electronic music going like, pfft, like its final little. That was
0: its fight That was the final horror. But that was the final horror of 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 scenes in general because that was at the same time as like emo music and kind of like. That was what lo- a lot of local bands and stuff like when I was growing up, that was exactly it. What everyone was kind of trying to do was either kind of like an emo thing, a kind of metal thing. But that was sort of like, you know, the last era of that yeah, sort I of mean, shit. Now, we, now that you're exactly right. We got, you got like plants. You got yeah. the 1975. <laughs> <laughs> you got, pl- <laughs> like <You've> plants, got <laughs> plants and uh, people who have been
1: already established, basically yeah and Um, have been for fucking decades decades and And... decades and decades and i'm glad those people are still around to be honest because then there'd be very little food for the soul because of how much you know power the music industry now has to sort of control the currents of culture and manufacture artists before there was a lot more probability for people to emerge organically but now that's like no longer the case so the people who are still around from that era are doing doing a service to the soul because music is the language of the soul and if like they take music away from us, that's not a good thing. I reckon. It's I think gonna, that's what they're trying to do. It,
0: it's not that they're going to take music away from us. I think it's going to just morph into a way that you wouldn't even recognize, where it's like AI generated, <laughs> off of, like it's gotten your. <coughs> it, it, if you think about it, if you could, if there was like an AI that had all of the music and it was great at generating new stuff, mm. and then it had access to your Spotify history mm. and you were like, okay, well let's just press this button and it will just generate me kind of a new new songs every of however long period of time. <laughs> and it's based off of my ten years of history of listening to music on Spotify and all of my interests. No, that would be so weird. And, and, and then it that actually so made weird. stuff that you thought like was a, amazing. Stuff that you thought was fucking wow, amazing. Wow. And then you're like, whoa, okay. I'm I'm going to keep listening to this for now and oh, then d- until it like slips up and then it just doesn't and then fr- yeah. and then that's it and you're listening to fucking AI generated, generated fucking I didn't know I feel like there's m- music. The, it
1: would it would end up becoming demonic and like morphing into something like hideous
0: All the AI generated music I've heard so far does sound un unhuman
1: What have you heard
0: Like there's all sorts of, I think even um our, uh, one of our Discord um, members Amadan posted uh, that Holly lady that he was talking oh, about. that yeah, 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 yeah. That was, And I, I was listening to I, was, I listened to a couple of tracks on the way on the way home from work the other day, and it's like yeah, it's, this does sound like it, it's been heavily co-produced or ha- or co-done or however you want to fucking do it with an AI. It sounds weird, like really weird, but not in like necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily in like the most musical way. Like, I listen to weird music.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I listen to weird fucking music. Like, even, like, stuff that is... It kind of sounds eerie. And, you know, yeah. like, Boards Board of, Canada of Canada and all, Canada. all sorts of shit like yeah. that. Like, is is exactly that kind of... Exactly electronic kind of eerie electronic sounds. Yeah. I fucking love all of that stuff.
1: That's our jam. Yeah,
0: this still manages to go in, like, a kind of weirder direction that doesn't really... Have all of that kind is of is it
1: like Bjork esque?
0: Kind of Bjork esque, but less I like
1: that kind of quirky.
0: You can feel that there's less human input than the Bjork, Bjork yeah. Uh, vibe. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Wow, like how w- can
1: it? It feels less human. Well,
0: than you, Bjork? Like, you, like you, like I Bjork don't know. Maybe
1: feels pretty alien. And uh,
0: Bjork is such a meticulous artist. You know that there's so much attention paid to kind of so much of the stuff that she's sort of outputting versus mm. sort of this idea of working with uh, a machine to sort of like co- co-produce albums and stuff that sort of like is a bit different do you know what i mean yeah yeah but i don't know i think um and, and the generating music thing has already been done in like seven years ago brian eno beat everyone to the chase already anyway yeah yeah it's like this album reflection is an app that is always generating itself yeah so there's a cd you can buy that's an hour-long chunk of recording of the app and that's what's published and what's out there as the piece of music but the actual concept of it is an app that is constantly generating wow and so his like warm-up act is his own app that's like (laughs) so he literally plugs an iphone in (laughs) Wow. <laughs> to, to like <laughs> the main system to generate a uh, fucking music for him whilst he's getting ready and stuff That's to go on. Wild. That's yeah. fucking
1: wild. Well I guess okay so in terms of like the co- this sort of cultural current and how it's like impacted music and stuff like the sort of virtue signaling stuff that we were talking about with the Cleopatra oh, stuff. Oh yeah yeah. With music I don't necessarily think it's impacted the music per se but in terms of how artists construct their personas that Tends to work for them. So, like, Sam Smith, for instance, you know, his whole thing is, like, being this LGBT kind of advocate and activist. And the music is kind of secondary to that and or complementary yeah. to that or whatever. So that's, like, the way that it's invaded that. But then within, in stuff like film and television, it is stuff like, you know, race swapping or, like, incredibly heavy-handed subtext. And, you know, things have gotten so ridiculous now that one wonders... Who's making these decisions? Um,
0: well, I found them.
1: Like, who are these people? Like, you want to imagine <laughs> the conversations that are going on in these rooms. Uh,
0: do you want to see? rooms? Do you want to see? Yes, I do. Because uh, I found exactly that. I want to
1: see because...
0: So I so uh, found a clip here from um, a YouTube channel I frequent uh, called It's a Gundam, where he sort of talks about uh the comic book industry and all sorts of other things kind oh, of regularly oh hang on sorry and i've got my little lo- little notes here to s- skip into the bits that i thought were really relevant here we go i'll oh, wait so a couple of seconds after this here we go
1: <coughs> are you all right <coughs> yeah
2: isn't skyrocketing as i get older i now realize the comic book industry has become taken over by fetishists and tumblr artists who care more about pushing an agenda or a kink than they care about writing something genuinely good. Case in point, the piss fetish joke in the X-23's version of Wolverine comic book panel. Thoughts?
0: Just b- before it goes on, I can't... Um, I, that's such so brilliantly said, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's just expose it just like, exposes all of uh, everything that you're kind of suspecting about Like what's happening? Like who's writing this stuff Mm -hmm. and what's going on? Fetishist, yeah,
1: fetishist and Tumblr artists. (laughs) yeah, fetishist. So basically, (laughs) the deviant (laughs) art crowd, yeah, and who care more? Their way into the sort of infrastructure of like,
0: yeah, and who care more about? a message of some kind, then or they care about... some
1: kind of a personal gratification of their own f- fulfilled.
0: Yeah, because they think they're doing something on some kind of side of history or some bullshit narrative well, that they've d- built up in their that, fucking but then head. There's there's
1: also the, the weird, like, sort of sexual aspect of it as well. Yeah. In the sense that this represents or validates my sexuality or this gets me off in some particular way. Yeah. Like we watched, what was the anime we were trying to watch yesterday?
0: Oh, uh, she's something or other. Yeah. It's some like new anime that everyone was raving about. It was like the number one rated thing. It's the number one rated anime of all time. I think currently on um, uh, my anime list, which is kind of the biggest uh, yeah. anime Uh, tracking website i'm not
1: an anime person but i really enjoyed evangelion and i've been looking for the next thing i'm like okay come on lay it on me what's the next thing that's gonna blow my mind give it to me give it to me and like i was like okay let's give this thing a try because like everyone seems to be talking about it and it was just like fucking half an hour of us following this like heba file around and like it was so disgusting and like gross like the themes of it and i'm like how is this what people like watch and then I realized it's because anime caters to all of these weird mm-hmm. unconscious niches these like sick fetishes like I think in the what's it called Um, in the first episode or whatever the um, the guy basically he's in love with this like 16 year old idol and mm-hmm. he's like a grown man and mm-hmm. then he gets reborn as her baby yeah it's just like really twisted and I kept watching like is this is there a message is there any more to this is there any sort of subtext that I'm missing
0: no that's pretty much it
1: it's like what it's pretty <laughs> like gross. every time i've tried to watch an anime to try and make up for evangelion i'm i've had my fingers burnt now and i'm like okay maybe i should give up and just like stop trying <laughs> to i' <find, laughs> just stop trying to find something new to watch but yeah i yeah it's the same kind of literally me attitude mm-hmm. and i think i feel like also feel like that's why anime is becoming more popular now because it kind of it's always catered to that kind of Audience and that kind of audience's mind and stuff.
0: But it's like rather than actually p- placing emphasis on like writing a really good story yeah. and a good narrative, it's like writing a message, having like a, an overall thing that you're trying to say, rather than actually writing like a fucking great story.
2: Yeah. Agenda or a kink, then they care about writing something genuinely good. Case the in point: people. the piss fetish joke. It's the getting there, don't worry. Free's version of Wolverine comic book panels.
0: Thoughts. WHAT?! Well in the aquarium, lubbies, make yourselves at home because you're never leaving. You like watching people piss? Huh? What? You like pee, don't you? You're into it. Oh, no, no, that's not true. Then why can't we use the clothing racks to do our business in private? It's a security concern. It's an excuse for a poorly disguised What is bitch. this? Ah, <laughs> little piss. This is the quality of the writing. Is this an actual in, real? This is a real comic book. In, this is from the latest X-Men series or whatever, written by all the people that you're about to be introduced to in just a second. Okay? Oh, my God. This, this is the quality of the writing oh that, we're, that we've got on display. Piss oh baby boy. pee boy. Little baby loves pee. I got nothing for this. Far cry from the X Men Jim Lee run. I remember. The
2: people oh actually able to step.
0: Here we go. So this um, group of people on the on the right down here. You get some zooms in for little occasions, but this is. Um, this is, the, this is the kind of people that are writing these comics. These are literally the people that are writing these comics. So <laughs> let's, let's hear what they have and to I say. And I
1: they're a general kind of broader representation of the people who make the decisions.
0: Yeah, and have been able to kind of muscle their way in through kind of a guilt complex of other folk and being able to make them feel bad and bullying through virtue signaling and all sorts of other yeah. things. They haven't been and just, able and to, even like, then,
1: just listening to them talk their ethos. Well, you haven't even approach- heard it yet. So well, I, well just, <laughs> I mean, I've heard it but just, <laughs> just even listening to them talk that they, their ethos and their mentality surrounding art is so toxic, and it's just so perplexing how people who think this way have managed to get themselves into these positions.
0: We, we got a minute left on this clip, and then I got a couple other clips. Here we go.
2: Forward with them is like really, really something, and I am like are we still on? you know the, that's the biggest thing that i want moving forward is just like i want to make sure we keep the ground we've taken <laughs> like, because you know there are <laughs> we're going you know like knock on wood we're all gonna be around this industry for a very long time long time and the <laughs> goal is in that <laughs> time the culture is going to swing like a pendulum <laughs> like, moments of, like, conservative moments, like, very liberal moments, and we need in the moments that the, you know, pendulum swings in a direction that is not in our
0: favor, we need (laughs) to make sure we hold on to the ground that we (laughs) <laughs> wait not in our
1: favor so already he's assuming that everyone agrees with him
0: that's people that the pendulum has swung in their favor which is how they've been able to take the ground that they've taken but, the, but even just and that when the pendulum swings the other way that they need to make sure that they don't lose the ground that they've taken that they want to be in this industry for a long time he's literally just said it like out in plain
1: English and also the fact of the matter is the fact that it's divided between quote unquote conservative and left and also he says we we are the good guys and mm-hmm. everybody who's in this writers room has to agree with what's considered left politically yeah like that's frightening but it also makes a ton of sense as to why the culture is the way it is if this is these are the kinds of people that are fucking and look at them all they're like fucking Wojaks.
0: I mean there is they're, a, there is a, full, like a there is a full there is a full video of of this but it is two and a half hours long <coughs> And so I, <laughs> I bless people like... I would recommend like,
1: watching it though because it's like disturbing. I bless
0: like. people like Issa Gundam for weeding through and finding yeah. finding me yeah. great clips because <laughs> my God, man, I could not sit through all of that. Oh my God. But um, yeah, here, here's some more great um, examples. Uh, here here we go.
2: Oh, I think the more people speak up about the versions of the characters that they want to see, um, the more people listen at the top um i think it's
0: uh and also just oh my god the 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 actual whole energy and vibe of this person i like could not bear to be she has, like, the whole, like, like around like fucking,
1: like fucking manager like fucking vibe. oh like, massively works in hr like fucking energy or whatever like she's just like itching to fire you or like write a report up on you or whatever like i didn't it, just, it makes a lot of sense that these are the people that are behind behind this stuff.
0: Like. Just her condescending, kind of, like, shitty fucking, yeah. like, attitude like of, imagine like, um, you're going to the- listen and I'm right. And you're like, oh, my
2: God, so what I want
0: to get the fuck out of here right is, now. It's
1: a status game type of thing, though, because they make it so uncomfortable for people who don't think like that to work. Mm. And they end up just having to leave. And then these people can go in and sort of colonize it and take all the power and make all the decisions. And, like, it's really fucked up.
0: My Five Nights at Freddy's is, like, five of this woman. (laughs) Or probably all of the people on this Zoom call call call. would be my Five Nights at Freddy's. Imagine
1: being on this fucking Zoom
2: call. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It's a precarious sometimes political game we have to play when it comes to certain characters. I mean, I think there's... (laughs) There's still a lot of battles. Uh, There are still a lot of battles. Who are you fighting?
0: Everyone. To make them understand that they are, like, great. And they're, like...
1: (laughs) Special and, like, you know... Yeah,
0: and normal. And normal. And, like, all of their weird, like... Things and kinks and stuff that they're trying to shove into all of like, these main franchises is oh actually like completely like great and like should be like if
1: you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't be like if that shouldn't be your approach. To creating art is like this like hot, it's propaganda, these, like, propaganda like, they're literally making oppression. propaganda we're attempting to fight a political war against yeah who this straw man cultural figure
0: through cis well, white men but that's the, yeah. essentially is but the, the who they need to battle demographic
1: of comic books <laughs> and I'm, i say that as like a fan of comics and i've always been a fan of comics since i was a little girl but that's like the primary kind of demographic that nerd culture has been aimed towards and that's changing now. And I think, of course, sh- there should be things that reflect that. And it's wonderful when things are done right. Like, I really love Saga, for instance. Like, um, the image comic Saga, which mm-hmm. features a black female protagonist. But in a really great way. And the fact that she's black doesn't matter. Because Alana's just, like, a really great cra- character. Um,
0: it drops off after a while.
1: Yeah, it did drop off after a while. But, but, it, but in The first, beginning...
0: like, six or whatever, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, main yeah. graphic novels are yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant, though.
1: Definitely. But like, I also understand that like, yeah, the nerd culture for the last fucking hundred years has consisted around the tastes of white men. And you don't need to necessarily be like combative about that. You can include other people without saying that everything that has been created before was trash and that we need to completely like upset the apple cart and also alienate the primary demographic for a lot of this stuff. And it seems like, yeah, they're trying. To, that's who they're trying to
2: fight. That's yeah. who the enemy is. They've got the is.
0: battles to win, Angie. Let's hear who they're going to fight the battles oh, against.
2: Yeah. Um, but as far as toxic masculinity in our industry and fandom is concerned specifically, I think what I've come to find is that there's usually a very large or very vocal but small group of people that are the toxic ones. Just, like, anyone with a penis and, like, (laughs) anyone
1: who's not, like, not in white or whatever. Well,
0: this this is where I think it reveals that these people are kind of (laughs) living in their own fantasy world a little bit. Especially in regards to, like, the comic industry. I'm not sure as so much as to the wider movie-going business. Things like um, Everything Everywhere and etc. You know, the signaling seems to work and make... A lot of money. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So well, I couldn't it, say well, that. It what it
1: sometimes, you know, it's like the whole like woke or broke argument. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't work, it really fucking yeah, doesn't work. But then
0: when it does, it
1: really fucking works. It gets you
0: them Oscars. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, but for the comic book industry, that that hasn't quite been the case. No. It, it's gonna gonna be shown here in just a sec.
2: And I think the majority of fans oh, she's and the majority like demonic. of I like this media they're good people and and I don't think that See, actually, she's saying the majority
1: of people who consume this meat are good people. So mean good people means people who agree with me.
0: Means I've 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 looked at them. I've checked them out and I've deemed that they're good people.
1: What well, her definition of good person is You're like making
0: like, you well, how can you
1: leftist like gender It's like queer, making basically. such a, it's like
0: making the most stupid fucking um thing. It's like trying to say gamers are generally good people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. saying comic book fans and audience and readers are generally good people. Like, yeah, you know why? Because no, people are generally no, good people, and you've got yeah, she... your few bad apples and the loud minority. Like, this is just such a nothing no, fucking what she's bullshit. But
1: well, what she's trying to say is that she believes that the fans of these comic franchises are generally good people. By which she means that they'll accept what her and yeah her yeah exactly deem as good content yeah and if you don't then it means you're not a good person yeah you don't want to watch superman have a pee party with his like gay lover no or whatever, you don't want to su- see superman be person.
0: gay and fight climate change <laughs> <And>
1: you're <laughs> then, then you're person. like
0: not cool you're not you're not cool. you're like actually you're a bad person if not even just not cool us,
2: <laughs> it's like no. fucking sad they're as vocal <laughs> So I think if you are an ally, again, just, like, you kind of use your voice. And... Why
1: are your comic book readers allies? Yeah. Are they
2: not imbibing a story?
1: No, they're, buying a, a they're buying a message.
0: They're and buying, buying the a message. And by buying the message, they're party. showing that they're allies like, and they're these supporters are hired by of a DC higher comics.
1: message. These people are hired by <laughs> DC Comics.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. what
1: the fuck is going on? I know. How are you calling your readers, your readership? Your political allies. It's just, they're nakedly saying this. Yeah. Did they, how did this Zoom call leak?
0: I don't even know, if I'm honest. Were it's they like just dumb like, enough to put it out? I think it was just streams. It's not even like it was a private Zoom call. This was like a streamed thing for people oh to God. like meet the writers or whatever, I think.
2: Oh my God. Support. I think. When the focus is more on turning characters queer and having allies <laughs> to show support, instead of creating something good the only thing you have
1: is nothing where's the next clip you of them
0: oh yeah um so the next clip is
1: we'll do one more and then we gotta close up shop for tonight
2: evidence so i love data i love research i mean sure you do it all shows that diverse and inclusive content makes money Ooh. and I- <laughs> <laughs> To get a cishet person really invested, you sometimes have to go straight for the money and Ah! just, what?
0: So he's flashing up with like Batman, Batwoman being cancelled and like all these other things (laughs) being cancelled, like that were deemed as like race flipped or like overly woke or like whatever the fuck. So he's interspersing these between her saying like, Diversity makes money, and yeah, this is yeah, essentially yeah. reinforcing your woke or broke <laughs> theory from she, earlier. She,
1: but even then, she's saying that, like, um, uh, the uh, what was it? Wait, rewind back. She said something I found interesting. Hang on. Makes money. Oh, she said the only way you can get a cis person, a cis het person, um, interested. interested is like through money, which shows like the low opinions she already has of us heterosexuals. Too. Yeah. Yeah, like, but driven you know, by base urges, yeah, like right. money
0: and needing to breathe. Yeah, literally. Like, oh my god. We're
1: like
2: animals, literally. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. To get a cishet person really invested, you sometimes have to go straight for the money and ah! just show them that not only are these stories worth telling... For obvious reasons that we are people and are, our, our you just lives. know
1: that the if she was in them charge, them like telling.
2: we would end up but in the fucking worth gulag, it dude. in a like... financial sense, and I think that a lot of the times with these with these situations, you gotta hit them in the pocketbook. You gotta you gotta show them that it's it's a financially lucrative, uh, smart endeavor.
1: <laughs> oh oh my God. is there? Really oh my god (laughs) that's so sad that's like pretty sad but ironically like that's like those are the conversations that are going on in boardrooms like everywhere yeah and like the 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 comic
0: industry is like uh killed itself (laughs) completely yeah like it's since all of this stuff has really infected culture like and i don't know if it's that has timed along with the mcu and sort of like superheroes becoming the thing across movies as well as not just comic books and stuff and them sort of breaking out of that. Yeah. Um, And it's just kind of fatigue or if it's kind of a combination of both. But since that era the actual comic books have gone to shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like there are very, very few noteworthy and decent comic books, yeah. like, worth reading, especially by major publications anymore. Yeah, yeah. They are all exactly by, like, people like you said, like, Image Comics and yeah. sort of Dark Horse and, like, other wo- other ones that are kind of...
1: Humanoids and stuff.
0: Yeah, it? humanoids are, like, other indie stuff. Yeah. Um, It's kind of not out of, kind of, main DC and Marvel anymore. No, 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 no. You know? No. Since Alan Moore retired, maybe <laughs> that's actually also kind of a co- well, not co- well, no, retired from comic books. Sorry, correction, but well, like you know, this well, is a coincidence.
1: Well, no, I saw a picture the other day of um Barnes and Noble in mm-hmm. America. Did I ever take you to Barnes and Noble? No. Of oh, Barnes and Noble's fucking great. It's kind of like Waterstones, but mm-hmm. like bigger. Mm-hmm. And they have a cafe So mm-hmm. you can, and they have really good snacks.
0: So it's like foils.
1: Yeah, a bit like foils. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> but
0: like, we have a,
1: the thing is, we have a nice foils because we're in central London. Right. But not all the foils is like That's the ones true. in central London. That's true. Whereas we're every spoil. Barnes and Noble is like the foils in central London. You okay. Know? So, yeah, like uh, there was a picture from Barnes and Noble. Earlier, sorry, I got sidetracked. And it was, like, the comic book section, which was just, like, a sliver. And then the manga section was, like, huge, like, completely taken yeah. over or whatever. And I feel like that's kind of what's going on now. Uh, anime and manga has taken over and, like, comics are have kind of died a slow death. But I feel like it's because, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I know a lot of weebs will, like, yell at me, I don't really care. But I feel like it's because anime already kind of caters to that literally me Niche kind of proclivity that um, these people are trying to turn comics into. Like, don't forget, these people come from Tumblr and DeviantArt. Are probably themselves anime people, mm-hmm. and have probably picked up a lot of fetishes and paraphil paraphilias from all the anime that they've consumed or whatever. And they want to c- make Western formats conform to that because that's the reason why an- manga manga kind of pushes that stuff because they know that if they c- cater to their audience's fetishes and their unconscious wish fulfillment and all this shit that they'll buy the comics and they'll mm. get into it and they'll become fans or whatever mm. um, and i feel like that's kind of what they were trying to do with like the dc universe was sort of take those conventions but it didn't work cuz why would people want to read that when they can just go and find some weird like Manga to read instead that has all of those like conventions in it, and I feel like that's part of the reason why manga is like taking taking over and also. I'd also say
0: because like Japanese artists aren't plagued with the kind of same sort of uh, cultural virtue signaling that a lot of like those DC (laughs) writers room people. There's not a lot of those kind of people. No, they don't do that but they do pander. They They pander. They pander in a different way. They pander
1: to. They pander sexually. They also pander to people's sort of unconscious wish fulfillment. It's like if it's like the lonely girl in high school, and she has a crush on the hot popular boy or whatever. That's
0: like a whole genre of manga. But that's what I'm
1: saying. The reason why is because there's a lot of femme cells, yeah, who love that shit and yeah. who get this sort of vicarious like
0: yeah, wish so... fulfillment
1: shit through it. And like that's why it's so popular now because that kind of mentality is like so common it's and prevalent. almost encouraged and so prevalent yeah and it's so gross and dangerous and it's killing real forms of art people yeah. are like and i'm not saying all anime or all manga is this There are some that are mes- wonderful works of art like i love junji ito like don't get me wrong but a lot of it is that that kind of like the pandering bullshit mm-hmm. and even though the japanese may not pander in a, the sort of woke way in terms of political message they're still pandering to that kind of like base like it's like
0: a different, different, like you know. As I said, like the the hot, the weird girl vying for the hot boy in high school genre or whatever. That is, yeah, one genre <laughs> that's doing that weird thing. But then you would argue, like, you 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 would you would argue you would argue them. like the kind of the 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 adolescent hero's journey is definitely like then shonen jump, and like the whole genre of that essentially that then fits in naruto one piece <laughs> yeah. dragon ball z yeah, yeah. you know all these amazing things that people like i think are fucking adore but for like and that's... don't and don't get like you know maybe there are some people that take it too far but there's a there is nothing but like wholesome fucking yeah, lessons yeah, yeah, to be yeah. learned yeah. in but all those things far, what you know what what i mean shonen
1: was designed and there's a the wholesome aspect of it <clears throat> But then there's the aspect of it that's designed to make little boys like fucking like crazy and like over-identify. And if you have a little boy who happens to be sort of overly lonely, or like a little bit socially inept, or dude, if my little boy, if my
0: little boy overly um, identified as being Goku and just tried to be (laughs) Goku, you'd be like, yeah, dude, just keep doing that, and like you'll (laughs) never fail. simple
1: jake's dad advice simple that's like jake's the pinnacle
0: if you can like reach goku hood and gokuness that is like next to godliness it's <laughs> so essentially that... jesus with fucking superpowers <laughs> so you know
1: and on that note we will leave you tonight gokuness is uh left to godly next to godliness <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um thank you guys so much for coming to hang out with us tonight and i hope you guys enjoyed yourselves uh we'll catch you next week monday and also if you have not yet subscribe to our patreon join our discord server we have such a wonderful warm loving creative space in there so come join us and then also come join us for a book club we are currently reading the dao de jing together and it's like a really chill thing you don't have to have read it all to like jump in because we're really just kind of going through it like, going through it all together yeah, it's all nice together. and easy yeah it's easy